0: Shall we begin? Okay, it's
1: happening. Help. Everybody, stay calm. It's time. It's time. You to say it's time. Help! I need somebody. Help. Don't ask me a question. Whoa. If you don't want to hear what my answer is, I'm gonna answer. Not just anybody. Help. You know I need someone. Help.
0: Ladies. And gentlemen, welcome to Shock Therapy on Event Lab. Pastor John Wesley Crockett is in the studio today to answer your questions, comments, concerns, confusions, and dilemmas.
2: Help. That was really help, help answer. Help answer. <laughs>
0: I would say we're here to help answer.
2: Yeah.
0: Jay Wes is doing the answering. Because oh. well, he's the educated one. Yeah, he's got he a master's. Know everything. What is your degree in?
1: It is a master's of divinity. I
0: was going to say that, that day. Mean? It means he read the Bible all and the stuff. way through and in like, one day.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, the man's smart. So he's going to be doing the answering. Rebecca and I
2: uh, are also so smart.
0: We have associates degrees, which is only uh, four years off from a, a master's, or
2: six mm, years off. I think it's six. Is it like seventy thousand uh, dollars off from? <laughs>
1: Basically, there's number. No, we a number. went to community college. It's going to the 700,000. There's a number attached. <laughs> yeah.
0: So uh, we've got a few uh, things we're going to be tackling today. Thanks Boom. for joining us.
1: and you guys. What an honor to be on the Vent Lab. It's pretty fun to be able to talk about it in church and people, you know, they're watching online or in the building. And it's just like, yes. And there's just like these head nods. And that's always encouraging. So we do this for you, all the listeners. Yep. This is a fantastic resource and let us know how we can just walk along with you in this journey
0: yeah for any new listeners who have maybe listened to the last six episodes and none of them were shock therapy yeah Mm -hmm. welcome to shock therapy we do this (laughs) once a month
2: it's a little different than our other episodes
0: serious stuff it's adult things well children things too theological (laughs) things i just say bible things
1: life lessons maybe yeah
0: so just trying to give you some insight so that you know people aren't just hearing venting but they're also hearing possibly answers Uh to what they're venting about
1: boom next steps, stuff
0: yep it all comes full freaking (laughs) circle (laughs) whoop whoop (laughs) all right should we get started do you have anything you want to say before we get into this thing either of you
2: like, just say, like, I don't know.
0: Sometimes we like chat for a little bit, yeah. sometimes we just go so, right into it.
2: Um, at the beginning in our intro, NF is in part of our intro. He is, he is a rapper. Yep, Nathan
0: <laughs> Firestein.
2: Uh huh. So, he has been teasing us lately on Instagram with this song that sounds amazing. That he's like, and eh, just messing around, I probably won't actually produce this in an album. And it is so fantastic. He's just teasing us. It's like basically like mm, feeling cute. Might delete later.
0: <laughs> is your phone connected to Bluetooth? It can be. Should we play a little bit of it? Are we going to get sued for that?
2: No, we won't get sued no. for that. I
0: mean, if he doesn't release it, right? Like, right. Yeah, you know, hey, what's yours is mine. What's mine is mine.
2: You're going to have to <laughs> give know? me a second to connect this. So you guys just, you know, chatter while. Yeah, sure. While I'm doing this. I
1: was thinking about when you played the intro and just hearing that, that beat, the lyric, and it's like, yes, it just, it communicates so much about shock therapy is, you know, there's a lot of questions we carry, but then it's like, do I really want to hear what my answer, you know, these answers mm-hmm. are? And,
2: um, especially when we're dealing uh, with something I made the heavy. mistake of telling Jay west just to chatter a little chatter. bit. Chatter. Well, you um, knew it was going to happen. NF is really good about sharing like his own life stories. Yeah. And like putting his own life circumstances into songs, and they're always really relatable. Okay, we're gonna try this.
0: Okay. somewhere that feels safe. Find somewhere the bad days don't come often in a sad phase. Somewhere I can be long where I don't want to run away from my flowers. That's fifteen seconds, that's all we can do.
2: Yeah, so he says, this is one of those songs that may never see the light of day, but I thought it had a cool feel to it. Are you kidding me?
0: Imagine writing <laughs> an entire song. Writing song? and producing an entire song and being like, ah, it's probably not. That
2: song, like the lyrics that we just heard right there, like I was like, oh my gosh. He knows me. He knows me. <laughs> yeah, and he's then he's like, Yeah, maybe not.
0: Very talented with his words. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: Um and speaking of words. That's what we're going to be talking, using, <laughs> using while we're talking about the questions yeah. or whatever situations that we've situations. got. Situations, Yeah. That's a, um, oh, where's that button?
2: That's called a transition if you never see (laughs) one. Thank you all for texting in your questions, scenarios, dilemmas, things that you've heard other people struggle with. If you want to participate for the next Shock Therapy, you can text those to 816-787-1511. Those are completely anonymous.
1: So, J. West, first First. on the Ballot. So I had a friend in seminary. He was from Jamaica, and every time he would this start, this doesn't off, sound like. Hold he's, on, he—he's okay. <laughs> like, a pastor. He's it's, give him thirty minutes, forever. and he'll be there. Okay. He would say, or in his sermon, his like first point. But he had an accent from Jamaican, so he would say "first." <laughs> it was the best. It's like, yes, yeah, say it again. He's like "first," and then he'd say second and it was just like awesome. I wish
2: you could hear the look I'm giving him right now.
1: <laughs> so the first one out. Is this one about lack of motivation in this pandemic that continues to drag on? How do we plan for the future? That's a great question. Um, I can't say much has really changed since the last time when somewhat we addressed this or talked through this, because like for us, like we want to take plans and like be able to plan ahead. And recently, with all the changes with school starting back up and some of the precautionary measures, it's draining. And I know that we all are facing that, and especially our students. I think about the kiddos and students, the administrative staff, constantly navigating data. Numbers.
2: You say not much has changed, but I feel like a lot has changed because I think the last time that we approached this, it was like, okay, we're in a pandemic, there was the lockdowns, and then it was like you thought, okay, these lockdowns are going to be temporary, right? Right. And then everything's going to go back to normal. And even after it was like three months went by and you're like, well, okay, so it's going to go on a little bit longer. So this whole time we're thinking it's going to go on a little bit longer, but now you're starting to think, okay, we're going to have to find a new normal and what it's like to live in a pandemic. Like nothing is the same, but we don't have any example to go off of, of what it's going to look like. Yeah
1: the motivation piece for me hit me recently where just looking ahead, planning ahead and everything has just been such back burner. Like, oh, that sounds good one day. Ooh, that sounds good. It's like, there's this like vat of ideas and solutions to those ideas yet still feeling somewhat of a limitation. Therefore the motivation's not like meeting that criteria and that's kind of deflating. Like it seems like here's this plan, here's this vision, here's this excitement But it's still falling down. And I don't know. There's no really good easy answer through that. But it's just having a great system of support of those around you just to talk through it, walk through it, and then just keep trucking along.
2: One thing that helps in life in general is to have seasons because we can do anything for three months. Like if you know this is only going to last for three months, you can do that and you can take it in sections. But now we don't have a time period. Yeah. To work from. And so, I mean, say right now you're, you're getting hit with this lack of motivation, but you don't have a future. Like, okay, we have a future, but you don't know. Let's
1: be clear. But you
2: don't know what that future is going to look like. It makes it really hard to plan for long-term things. What can we do in the short term? Yeah. Um, You know, I would say I'm facing this whole lack of motivation thing right now because... You know, most of us have gotten into these new routines, but we're not sure if they're going to last for a while or not. But um, also lack of motivation because we're we're at home and we haven't established like a new pastime. Like what can you do besides hanging out at home and watching Netflix? There's no concerts. There's no like going out like we used to do. And so it's not easy to just do those extra things. And so, but it is easy yep. to get really settled into not doing anything. And so, I don't know how much this helps, but I really like to make lists of like what my goals are. And for me, writing things down are very helpful. Mm-hmm. That might not be a helpful thing for everybody, but this is this is what I do to motivate. I like to make a list and work towards those and be able to to check those things off mm-hmm. and and set a goal. so, If I need to exercise, then I'm going to set a goal. Like So when I said that three-month time frame, that's pretty short-term. Can you give yourself three months? This is my goal that I want to see by the end of three months. And write down what your your short-term goals are to make that happen and to be able to check those things off. And you can probably apply that to literally anything else. What can you do right now? Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The question says, how can I stay motivated when I can't plan for anything in an unknown future? Well, Jesus says in Matthew (laughs) to not care what happens tomorrow because tomorrow will take care of itself. Mm -hmm. So I would argue.
2: Doesn't it say not to worry? It doesn't say don't care. It says not to worry. You're
0: right. It does say. I'm sorry. Those
2: are two very different things. Listen,
0: I'm not Jesus. It was a misquote. All right, he says, "Don't worry about tomorrow because it'll take care of itself." So, for Christians, I would say not much should have changed. You know, things are going to happen. You'll deal with them whenever you got to deal with them. But for now, just praise Jesus.
2: I don't know. I would like that to be true, but I I feel like you were so far off on that. <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: I, there, there. Yeah, no. I I uh, I agree. I mean. Obviously the Bible is the Bible and and it's true, but there's some But there's more connotations. to it than that. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's more to it than you can plan for the future oh, without what
2: happens happens. Worrying <laughs> I'll just keep breathing until something else comes <clears throat> right. along. Because
0: if we took that like verbatim, like the very literal, then we wouldn't have savings or anything like that, which isn't a very spiritual thing to do.
2: Savings accounts. Savings accounts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Being debt free. All that stuff. Because if you're, you know. Wow. So... In, in the grand scheme of things, yeah, I don't know. I just thought I'd throw that out there, throw a little, a little mix, a little mixy in I was in thinking there.
1: about the verse in tandem with that where he talks about, look how the birds of the air, you know, their needs are met. And you know, mm-hmm. I think, well, my I in nice? my life more than just a bird? will, yeah, but the same point just shows, like, God's in control. And then people are like, wait, so he's in total control? What about my plans? And then how does that intersect? Like, we talk about a savings account. Do we just spend it all because God's going to provide? Do we save back? He just gets into a long conversation, but regardless, he's giving you the ability to think, feel, and act appropriately in a way that you can plan accordingly, and then submit those things and just seeking him. That's really what Okay. It comes okay.
2: Down to. Here's what I would like to know then. Okay. How close are we to the end of the world? Because Depends who you ask. I Ooh. would like. I would like to know whether I should continue paying off debt or if I can go ahead and get like all those comfy pants I wanted oh. to buy.
1: You know, I was just gonna say. Like, when the pandemic started, there was this sense of, like, ooh, internet search for clothes and shopping. And then it seems like even the motivation piece, hearing more people talk about how much they're on their computer or on their devices, that motivation excitement about planning for big purchases like that, you just used to get excited about it. Or like, I don't really want to get on my computer today, which is fascinating. I don't know. I've, I've had a couple of conversations around that, that what seemed to be exciting before is just no longer a part of the, the routine of, like, excitement
2: well i think we are finding a new normal you know there's things that when the pandemic started we wouldn't do at all and like now the numbers are higher than they've ever been like we're more likely to get COVID 19 now than we were when everything was on shutdown in the beginning but we know just a little bit more now we still don't know a lot but we know a little bit more now and we have some precautions that we can put in place and Mm -hmm. businesses have accommodated to those. Like in the beginning, it was like, nobody knew what to do. It was like, okay, this is just temporary. So let's just completely shut down and then we'll go back to doing everything the same way. Well, now things are different. And so we're able to do some of the things that we could do before with certain restrictions. And I don't remember where I was going with that. (laughs) That's why we do what we do. We talk you know, it sometimes I start talking and I'm not even <laughs> sure where it's going
1: to go. I think it's an office quote. I think so you're just getting ready to what say
2: What were it. you just talking about that I was going to...
1: Well, just like, okay, early on in the pandemic, everyone's at home. Most everyone's at home. And then you're like, ooh, I get to get online today because that's what everyone else is doing. And now eight months later, duh, 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 getting on your computer, I have to go
2: shop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the because the, routine, grocery the list. routines oh. are changing. And yeah. so um even though we've gotten used to all these different yeah routines, routines now we're like trying to get used to a whole nother one now yeah. now we're not just staying at home we're trying to go out and do some stuff but it's it's complicated it is complicated places it's good close early there's yeah. restrictions to how many people you can be there that can be there some things are open some things aren't yeah it's all complicated everything's complicated
1: <laughs> i have seen even a transition from no longer saying socially distancing but now it's like literally physically distance yourself Mm. it's like (laughs) it became like really personal like take your space
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay so on this same topic then as christians yeah what should our response be Mm. to the pandemic and the civil unrest and the election that's coming up and all that
1: huge that was a good example um what was the example well his example to the question just like hey in light of all this How do we respond with all that's happening in November and everything leading up to November?
2: It's been very complicated.
1: Delicate, to say the least.
2: People are facing things that they didn't face before. Family members
1: facing a lot of unrest. Not just like our families. I'm just saying in general, like the varying spectrum of opinions, approaches to things.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Social media has been pretty crazy.
1: Which is interesting because it seems like we were talking earlier about the algorithm. Is that the right word? Yeah. How they get your attention to keep feeding you content that grabs your attention. And all of a sudden you've built this framework of belief or a system of understanding or this is what now you've been educated in. And it's not like you've really done your research. You've just been fed a bunch of stuff.
2: Yeah, the what, danger in that. with speaking of being fed stuff so with the election coming up I mean obviously we are down to two candidates here we have President Donald Trump and then um, we have Joe Biden um, for our Democratic nominee and you need to do your research and, yeah. and decide who you're who you're going to vote for and I mean I, I think we also have um there's a couple others on the ballot there
0: this, uh, Joe Jurgensen or something like that? I don't know. That's a girl. She's like the liberal, the li, 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 library mm-hmm. candidate.
2: Library. Libra- she's a librarian. <laughs> a little um, libertarian. There it is. So it's important that you do your research. Yeah. Decide, you know, who who's planning on doing what. The debate was a mess. I think it was the Ugh. first time I've seen first Americans round, right? come together was to agree that that debate was just ridiculous, a total mess. But yeah. as far as getting bad things on social media, sure. If you don't understand how social media works, you know you need to know that people are paying to feed you specific yeah. things that they want you to see yeah. that aren't even true things. So if you're getting all your information about these candidates off of the internet, you're getting it from the wrong place. Sure. And Okay, I mean social media because you can search up things on the internet and you're going to have to look for a legitimate sources, which is a website that you recognize mm-hmm. if you don't recognize it, that probably isn't a legitimate- legitimate source to get it from we unless
0: can- you regularly browse illegitimate sources
2: yeah. <laughs> That is that is true, but when we're talking about um, the ads and things, the websites that are being sold and targeted to you, yeah. those are things that you're probably not going to be familiar with. But I was talking to Nathan about this earlier, and it might help to explain this just a little bit briefly here about how you're getting like all of these conspiracy videos and things sent to you. It's It's somebody will purchase this video to be made and put out there
1: yeah.
2: and they're going to go to these social media sites and they're going to say, I'm looking for somebody in this demographic. This is the typical person who is going to be interested in a conspiracy video like that. And so then they put it out there to this group of people and they say, they see who bites it. And that person that bites it, they're going to find people with the profiles that are close to that person. So then say a hundred people that aren't even friends with that person, but who have very similar profiles and they're going to see who bites Mm -hmm. off of that. Mm -hmm. And so they're going to continue to gather information. So you're, if if you click on that conspiracy video that you may not know is a conspiracy video, because you bit that one time, they're going to send you another video. And if you bite that video, then they're going to be like, we're going to send you two more now. And then if you bite those videos, then you're just going to get a barrage of videos. So all you're going to see in front of you is these conspiracy things. Mm -hmm. And somebody has purchased your profile to continue feeding you that information. And so just so you know, that's why you shouldn't be believing everything you see in front of you on your social media. Yeah. You can Super use dangerous. and utilize your social media yeah. to help you with things and to connect with people, but when you're looking for information, look for outside of your social media account with yeah. reputable sources that you know and that you've been able to trust probably throughout yeah. the years. <sighs> Just look at a variety of reputable sources. Yeah, that's a good word to get that information. And I've been talking a lot, so I'm going to give myself a break and (laughs) let you guys say something.
0: We want to hear from Nathan. Okay, so back to the question.
2: (laughs) Okay, I was answering part of that question. You created
0: your own question from the base question and then answered your question. I was talking about
2: how to handle the election, which was where you should get your information (laughs) from.
0: What about the results of the election, if they're unfavorable in your eyes? For instance... The the candidate that you voted against or didn't vote for rather wins the election. Do you just hate that person for the
2: next four years?
0: Do you start signing petitions to get no them way. booted out of office? No.
2: Do not lose That's your not poop. Helpful. Yeah. My goodness. Do not riot. Do not go after anybody else. Yeah. I would like to believe that everything is is on the up and up. Mm-mm. Um and we all know that that's not true and mistakes can be made and things can be lost. But I'm going to say in general, I don't believe there's going to be this huge underlining conspiracy about for why somebody got elected. I mean, the numbers have to be pretty huge to get somebody elected, but regardless, whoever's elected is a human being that is going to make mistakes. And we can only hope that we have checks and balances. Yeah in our government, that's going to be able to cover those things. Regardless, we're going to have a fall, a flawed human being backed up by a whole bunch of other flawed human beings. There is. Yeah, that's real. Okay. I'm going to let somebody yeah. else talk.
1: I was just going to say in, in light of all of this, first of all, if you're at the, you know, at the age of voting, get out and vote. People are saying you have a voice you do, but it first starts with the ballot got to participate like every United States citizen. you got to be on level It first point.
2: starts with your research okay. because don't just go and what vote you said, for somebody you correct. don't know. Okay, I'm, I'm going to stop.
1: Na, 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 na. And so you already addressed that, but that's the point is get to the ballot and then have those conversations. But ultimately, regardless of who is ever in the office of president, uh, this is one of my go-to answers, and people are like, oh, that's so diplomatic. Yes, I understand that. But regardless – If the candidate that I voted for holds the seat in office of President of the United States, uh, regardless if that was in favor or against of my vote, I still pray for that person and their family. I still have a responsibility to uphold the office in support of the President of the United States. That's because I'm a U.S. citizen. Mm -hmm. That is my part. That is my voice being spread as light, not as darkness, even if it's not the candidate. That I voted for.
0: I think that just means you're a sheep, j
1: What is? What are you talking
0: about? You just do what they tell you to do. (laughs) You just don't. You don't argue back, you know? (laughs) Why don't you think for yourself, you know? Use that cranium of yours, you know? Stop being such a sheep. Wow.
1: Can you imagine? Are you going
2: to defend yourself?
1: Man, I just, I was looking at his facial expression, just watching it. Mm Mm-hmm. With just such animosity. Stop being such a sheep. (laughs) You know what's really sad with that is that that infiltrates not just um, conversations, but infiltrates relationships at church, at school, at workplaces. And it's like, these are like dividing walls. Mm -hmm. And even if you have a disagreement, just come to a point that you're going to make a conscious decision to still give honor and respect, worth and value to the person, even if you disagree with them. We disagree, move on. You still have a responsibility as a United States citizen. You know, Utilize your right to vote in that way so that your voice can then continue in the conversation. Yeah, It really is a sad scenario when I've heard, uh, regardless of age, regardless of background, that they're choosing not to vote because they think it's – because like what you said, it's a flawed individual. It's a flawed system, blah, blah, blah. There's not enough checks. Right. But no, this is still our nation that we are in as a citizen – it is not just our right, but it's a responsibility. Mm-hmm. Like We have to make sure that we do those things out of respect, not because it's just a framework, but out of respect so that we can continue the conversation and be able to steer the ship of what that looks like. People need an example. So like you said, Rebecca, do your research, get a firm foundation of understanding, and be a game changer in someone who all they've been fed are things that are dripping with disdain and deceit or whatever it might be, and make a difference in that way.
0: So, of course, I was kidding about the whole sheep thing. I know. Of course. (laughs) Um, But there are people who kind of think that way. So I'm I'm curious from a Christian perspective, because there are things that a president or a world leader, whomever, could tell you to do, even a pastor could tell you to do that goes against the Bible. A big example would be like in Daniel... Mhm. You know, with all that oh everybody's bowing and that's what a lot of people whenever they th- whenever a Christian <laughs> calls another Christian a sheep, they're thinking like Daniel like, "Oh yeah. my god, you're just you're just bowing. Yeah. Uh, I'm standing up. You know, I'm being that guy, you know." Um, but like where where's the the crossing point or like what basically what matters to stand up for and what are things that we just need to go, "Okay, no. It's just for the time yeah. being this isn't impeding on our Uh, religious uh, freedoms or anything like that. Like this isn't a sheep thing. This is actually a biblical just obey the government for the time being kind of thing.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it goes down to one of the things Rebecca's early on in our ministry, she always talked about ways of who told you that? Like where did you get that from? Mm -hmm. You know, and just having a foundation of being able to not be combative – but to be complimentary in the way that you'd say, here's how I'm going to approach this and why, and being able to answer that with a confidence, you know, be able to say, you know, here's my stance in this. Um, I mean, I agree with all of this, but I also have a a responsibility to honor my leaders to the best of my ability. And I've heard, you know, people throughout the last, you know, decade, 20 plus years, whatever, you know, just use examples of just that, they know that maybe they have a strong conviction about what it means to follow in this regard, but not getting to a certain point. And I know that seems really muddy. I know it seems like a really big gray area, but there's also that responsibility that, you know, even for example, in this pandemic churches that were still refusing to acknowledge these uh, boundaries that were set in place for the safety of others. And, um, you know, it just got a lot of negative spotlight on churches in general for someone who might be seeking or searching it painted a really strange picture when really what we could do is be complimentary for the time being in the circumstance and situation we're in and move forward in that way because at some point it will shift, it will change, and that's where we need to be that salt and light example. Mm -hmm.
2: Give Caesar what's Caesar's. Yeah.
1: Taxes. My goodness.
2: Yes, taxes.
1: The upheaval of not paying your taxes. It's not going to go very well.
2: But but ask you <laughs> but if if you feel like your religious freedom is being, what's the word, impeded on? Yeah. Um, you need to find that in scripture where it says that. Yeah, yeah
0: that's what I was gonna say.
2: Check yourself before you wreck yourself.
0: Yeah, or those around you even. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I, I I don't know. Like like again, a lot of people felt like like whenever the, the government was saying in the in the early stages of the pandemic. Yeah don't go to church. Don't go anywhere. There were some people that were like, okay, no, that's kind of a red light. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's a, that's a warning sign. That's, that's not okay. But now here we are. Churches haven't been shut down. California kind of sounded like they had some, some stuff they were dealing with. They probably still are. But for the most part,
1: everything's good. Yeah. Like think about in other parts of the world where it's illegal to be a follower of Jesus. Whereas our nation has not hit that. Mm-hmm. That's okay. It's not okay that those other nations are, are, you know, mandating that. And that's where you know the persecuted church comes into play that we see played out in scripture. So yes, those people have that biblical uh, right view stance that they're going to worship the Lord God uh, even though the government says it's illegal. Okay, well that's crossed a line already in a flawed system, but we haven't hit that as a nation. And so these complimentary things like Rebecca said, you know, pay what's unto Caesar, give honor, what's unto Caesar, but the Lordship of Christ, that doesn't change who you are. You know, even though if you've been limited in your ability to be together for a season, for a time, we can get through that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the persecuted church, that's a whole other subject. But yeah, I was thinking this morning, we did Lord's Supper Communion, and I was you know, talking about the elements and the significance, its symbolism, you know, the meaning of the death, burial, resurrection of Christ, and how we take these in participation and fellowship. And I was thinking about the persecuted church standing on stage going, in some places, they're underground, they're hidden. Because if they're found out, they're executed for what we're doing in the freedom of our great nation. And that's super humbling, like... The significance of the weight that that carries in other parts of the world, people's lives are being mm-hmm. taken for this symbolic, you know, um, expression of worship to the Lord God.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of people had fear that this was the road, like I think this so. is the start sure. to the road to that. Right. So they're thinking, oh, this this pandemic is a hoax. This this illness isn't as bad as they say it is. They're just they're just playing that. So that they can take this away from people right. without them even realizing it's being taken away, but but why do you think that's not true?
1: He um, said, "I you're going to ask me the question."
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was just still on my
1: my train of thought, and I was like, "Yes, oh, it's a question."
0: I <laughs> I, I think <laughs> while you're thinking, Jay Wes, um, and and that's kind of Rebecca. Uh, I'm I'm glad you brought that up, though I wasn't bringing it up because I know it's a hard question to answer. Uh, But I was thinking about it, um, and I I can't help but think about the fact that even whenever we couldn't have large gatherings, which Mm -hmm. is still kind of now, um, in church, we're still allowed to hold church services, and we're still allowed to broadcast on public websites. Like, Mm -hmm. we broadcast, and I know you guys do too, on Facebook Live. Anybody... Could find that, you know? All over the world. Like, I mean, that's pretty solid. That's like having a billboard outside of your church broadcasting the audio out and everything. And if people happen to scroll on by, you know? Now, if they start uh, cutting those things out, you know, they, they tell you, you can't, you can't have church in church anymore. And then the pastor says, that's fine. I can broadcast it from my living room because it's 2020. And then they go, mm, can't really do that either. And then, you know, like that's whenever things start getting really serious, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, uh, optimistic about most things,
2: but really, I think we're looking at that day coming Sure, of I mean, these days yeah, it's that, 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 that will happen, but. Yeah. But that's not what this is. Yeah. We're still able to be creative. We're still allowed to be creative yes. in ways that we find to worship. And we are still able to come together as long as we're doing it to protect others. And yeah. um, I, I think for some people, they haven't seen this illness play out close to them. But for those who have realized the seriousness of of this and I think those people are a lot more cautious about making sure that the people they love and cared about are protected around them you know I think I have a a very dear friend that is very vulnerable and if they got sick with this because of the way it attacks we could lose them quickly and so Mm -hmm. every time I see somebody not taking those precautions I think of that one person yeah because for me if I got it yes I do have some underlining health Conditions that if I got the bad strain of it could be dangerous to me, but in general, I'm most likely going to be okay. I'm most likely going to be okay. But this one friend I'm thinking about, they are not. And so, yeah. in in situations like this, I I think the government is being responsible when they advise that we stay social distanced and wear masks in places. I want it all to be over too. Yeah, totally. Like I want to say, this is, this is, I'm tired of this. (laughs) I want this to be over and I just want to go back. And we've asked the question, what's the worst that could happen if we all just come back together? Yeah.
1: Doors wide open. And the worst that could happen
2: is death. And I think that's a pretty bad thing. Yeah.
1: But we're
0: Christians, so it doesn't really matter anyway.
2: (laughs) But it does. It does because we want to fulfill our purpose Mm. to the greatest ability. Like, we're going to be able to spend eternity in heaven. I'm not in a hurry to get there. If me being on earth could help. To save somebody else. And there
1: it is. I was just thinking the question in my mind is, you know, what what causes you to have that basis? And that's exactly what it is, to bring as many people who don't know yet along. I know
2: it would be easier to be dead. And, okay, Hamilton, I, I, we weren't going to bring this up. <laughs> But in Hamilton, the Nathan. general or whatever he said, when that Hamilton's random like,
0: general, I don't remember what his name was. George Washington. Insignificant to American history.
2: <laughs> Listen, the, when, when the Hamilton is like, yeah, I'm willing to die. And he's like, dying's easy, living's harder. Yeah, what, and a, what a quote. That is so, it's so true. Because yeah. for me, I believe I'm going to die and I'm going to spend eternity in heaven. And I'm going to see the people who have gone before me that I love. And that sounds pretty fantastic to not have the worries of the world, but I'm here on mission. I have a job to do. That's awesome. And I'm going to fulfill that for as long as I possibly can. Mm
0: -hmm. And it would be irresponsible for you to potentially put that purpose that you have been given by God at risk because you're too stubborn to abide by. Yeah certain regulations.
2: That is correct.
1: Man, there's so many scenarios just from this conversation, and I hope I answered your question, Rebecca. Uh, hopefully this another example is... Go ahead.
2: I was going to say, I think Nathan kind of answered it. <laughs> yeah, I guess it. he
1: did. <laughs> I was like, stewing on it. But I was thinking about the persecuted church, and there was a ministry that we were a part of for a number of years at our former ministry, and the ministry existed in Pune, India. And even though they didn't necessarily have a persecuted church, the stories that we were told from this couple, this this family who are followers of Christ there in Pune uh, serving, and these were children, they were serving the children of the streets, the children who were left basically to die, and um, these were children who had, you know, no family, and they took them in, into this Christian household, and there was like some, like 30-something children getting a chance not just to hear the gospel, but have food, clothing, shelter, education, uh, all done through this family, this couple who had a mission, like you talked about, and they were constantly doing good. They were constantly doing good in the community that God positioned them. But even the government, I'll kind of go back to that first part of our conversation, but the government was still pushing them to leave the community. Why? Because it was for Christ's namesake. Um, There was a sense and element of disdain because they claimed Christ as their belief, as their uh, follower of faith. And what was fascinating is that they would report back to our ministry here in Kansas City about how God was opening doors in a new community even when they were being sent out. God would provide shelter, clothing, food, support, like another layer of like financial support to buy more food because more children were coming to them. It was like a safe haven. So I'm saying this to say, Even though we may face persecution, we may face government oppression, God will always provide when we least expect it. And those children were one prime example all the way across the world, 28 hours away, by flight, you know, experiencing the goodness of God in spite of government oppression. Like, we're doing okay. In these times, even though there's these regulations that we have to put up with and go through, it's going to be okay. And we're going to get through it. God will provide. So, man, that was the, I that think was that the, was, I think that was the longest was <laughs> conversation on any one question. I see. think so.
2: Election check. <laughs>
1: yeah, um, civil
2: unrest. Civil unrest. Yes. That was one of Yeah. Them.
0: Basically don't cause civil unrest, yeah. you whiny little babies. Don't,
2: don't be Oof. racist. Also, yeah. if you have a family member that wants to make a racist joke or says something, this would be... Where your role comes in of calling them out and saying, you know, that's not cool. Mm -hmm. You don't you don't say the stuff like that, because if 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 that's just what they've always done, they need to be called out on it at some time. And like Nathan and I had talked about one point, sometimes when people do that, it's because they don't have a friend that calls them out to let them know when they're not being appropriate. (laughs) Be that friend. Call them out.
0: I have a, a friend, like the, actually I have a couple friends like that, who will just call people out on something that they say, be like, whoa, hey, like, you don't need to say that, that's not okay, kind of thing. And I'm not one of those people that w- is like real con- confrontational about that. I'll sit there and I'll, I'll think about what they just said, and I'm like, wow, I can't believe they just said that, or ooh, yeah, yikes, and I might make a face, and if somebody else happens to lock eye contact with me, then I might make the face at them kind of thing. Like, ooh, boy, can't believe they said that. But those people have made a big impact on me, because it's not really something that I naturally do, but I become more comfortable about calling other people out whenever those people call me out or I'm around them whenever they call yeah. other people out. It's like, oh, that's not that hard. You know, and half the time it's not even an awkward situation. You think, well, I don't want to call them out because it's going to be an awkward situation. Not yeah. really. You know, if, if you're around your Christian friends and somebody just lets an F-bomb loose, you can be like, well, hey, buddy. Like, you mean forgiveness? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I said wrong <it> way. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, you can you can call them out at it, and yeah. you know, which is what the Bible tells us to do. Anyways, yeah, let's keep I, each other
1: accountable. Why does it get weird though? Like you're in that you're in that like pinnacle of like. Oh, I just heard what they said. I wouldn't say that because here's what the damage it can do. So what do I do with this awkward feeling? You ever feel that?
2: You just don't... Nobody wants to feel awkward. That's the thing. And nobody wants Either to way, it's awkward right way feel awkward. Yeah. But in this situation, you have to say, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. It's so worth do it. do you and, pull
1: them aside? Do you do that in front of the other peers? Like, dude, that was so jacked up. Like, don't
2: do that. If I do it, I typically do it right then and there and how do you do that give an example exactly the way nathan just said like hey whoa that's not cool like
1: whoa tone it down muchacho okay that's good those are non-abrasive ways to still care for the person but yet not you're not blowing them up and
2: they need to uh, they need to remember that feeling so that next time when they're wanting to say something that maybe to get the attention sure um then they're going to remember that feeling and think do i want to go through that again yeah yeah that's
1: really that's really good um we just yeah, we watched an SNL episode uh last night and it was just incredibly awkward from the get go and I thought, that's not okay. And, you know, millions of people watching.
2: Because it was very inappropriate. It was. <laughs>
1: it was crass, it was demeaning, and it was just like, Why does that have to be entertaining? And Wait, I think
2: why that have to oh, sorry. Are okay. you gonna explain what that had to do with the I what was we were just, just gonna about? say
1: that going into those scenarios is that it's having a conviction to say instead of being just full on, you know, lighten them up, you can handle a way that it cares for the person in their heart. Like, mm. hey, this is why I called you out on that, you know? Like,
0: this is why that's important to me. Would you, would you say this just came to mind randomly? Bing! Light bulb. Um, would you say <laughs> that potentially... By being the quiet one and letting things like that slide, you're actually not only hurting that person, but you're hurting yourself because then you're just going to get used to them saying those things mm-hmm. and eventually maybe incorporate those yeah. bad habits into your life as well. Instead of standing firm to your uh, beliefs
1: and, your, conviction. in that, yeah, and yeah. your
0: convictions in that in that moment.
1: Yeah, I would say it's very important in that regard um, to speak up. So really it's in a way,
0: by speaking up, you're defending yourself.
1: Yeah.
2: I think people look at you as more respectable because you know what you believe and you mm-hmm. stand up for those things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's good. Um, I was as we were talking, I was thinking about this uh this next question. <laughs> Rebecca's like oh, Are you no. gonna try and transition?
2: <laughs> get it ready, no, Nathan. It,
1: so here's the thing. Um relationships are difficult. And I was talking to a friend recently about This scenario, and that is when you put all the effort out there, uh, even in these unique times, and it doesn't reciprocate, and how deflating that is, how discouraging that is. um, What do you do? What do you do with that?
2: Was that your transition? Music? Wait for
1: it. Yeah, that was the transition. <laughs> yeah, music. because
2: you were not talking to a friend. <laughs> I this was, was a question. It that was came two in. months
1: ago, and this just happened to be at the forefront. J West talks to a lot of people, and a lot of people are J West's friends. He does so talk to a lot, who of, are people? You to say? A lot of people. I just talk are a lot friends. in general. Okay, let's He's just put also, it.
2: He's also like he radiates this kindness and like radiates. This, yeah, I can't stand it. Like this, this. Oh. Hey, I want to hear your story. <laughs> And wherever he goes, he gets stopped, and people just open up and share with him. And I think that? that's great. How is that? Well, you must be like your personality just very outgoing and willing. You, like you're very approachable, mm. and also you seem very trustworthy. And so oh. people just, boy, they just spill the beans they just with start you. Mm. yeah. You seem
0: <laughs> genuinely thrilled to talk to people about anything, and I think that's why people oh. people open up. They're like, oh my gosh, this guy actually wants to hear my story. Because a lot of times I'll be telling somebody a story and halfway through I'm like, oh my gosh, I just realized you don't care. And I just want to walk away. (laughs) But then you're stuck, right? Because you don't want to be like, "Eh, never mind. And walk away. on
2: air and I can't just get up. (laughs) Okay. That That was well played.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty.
0: So anyway, the question, struggling to connect with friends when I try, it seems like no one reciprocates my efforts. What do you do about that? Do you give up? Do you keep trying? Do you try different methods? Do you invite them to church? <laughs> Guess is it free. You say, hey, I'm praying for you, brother.
2: I, kidding. I am no good with this at um, all because I am probably the friend that doesn't reciprocate. Not because I don't like somebody no. or I was going to say or doesn't want to spend time with them. But I really I've got a couple friends and I don't want like I want more. But I also really like just. You J. West does not close-knit. count as your
0: friend, Rebecca. He's your husband. So that doesn't count. What? So really, you have one friend.
2: I have two friends. Elvis. <laughs> yeah. I'm a co-worker. Don't he throw me my in there. Buddy. Elvis, not Nathan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> obviously. Well,
1: when I was talking to my friend two months ago, who showed be your name nameless, he said that, you know, he feels like he puts a lot of effort into things, whether it be just cards of encouragement, text messages, and just doesn't reciprocate. He's like, what is that, Jay Wes? And I was like, dude, I don't know what that is, uh, but I'll tell you this: what you're doing is making a difference because you're you're in that few crowd that is doing it regardless of status, uh, regardless of notoriety or recognition. It's the fact that it came from the genuineness of your heart, and for that, who cares if they don't reciprocate? You did something to bring light and encouragement to someone's day. And whether they reciprocate that or not, that's not why you did it in the first place. So it's just about that perspective. It's like, if I can get my mind around that I'm going to say or write or text or give a gift, I should do it from the basis that I do not expect anything in return. But if it does, let that be a blessing to you that your effort was noticed, not for your clout, not for your you know lofty position, like, they look at me. No, you're doing it as a way to say, cool and you keep going that's what that's the basis is that you do it regardless of expecting anything in return Mm -hmm. um but let me say on the flip side of that being in ministry as long as we have we've seen a lot Mm -hmm. of people super deflated a lot of people super hurt by just zero zip nothing like nothing's reciprocated and then they begin to then internalize that as like something's wrong with them and that's that's a whole other story and that's super tough and we can get to that but the basis of starting, not expecting anything in return, you keep being you in that way and keep cultivating that heart because that's a game changer. Uh, Everyone's walking with some garbage in their life. You know what I mean? Like they're carrying it. uh, It's weighing them down. You just keep pressing in and not expecting in return. And by that, uh, you're making a difference. You really are. Don't lose sight of that.
2: That not expecting anything in return part, I think, is pretty key. Because yeah. if you come on a little too strong yeah. to somebody who doesn't know you well, then that might push people away.
1: Yeah, because they just don't know. Like, where's this coming from? Why mm-hmm. Why are you doing this? And it's okay. You're you learning that, right? You should, at least you should be teachable. Because mm-hmm. not everyone thinks the way you think or do the way you do and the way that you give and receive encouragement. Um, and sometimes you just kind of go, you know what? I'm going to write five cards this week. I'm not going to expect anything in return. You know what? I'm going to include a $5 bill in those. I'm not going to expect it. Whatever you choose to do, you just pray that that would be a game changer in someone's day.
0: Are you suggesting we pay people to be our friends?
1: I'm not saying you pay anybody. I'm just saying, go get yourself a coffee and it's on me. You know, something like that. They will not forget that. Yeah. Because down the road, I've seen it. Again, in ministry, you just have these crazy moments. They will come up to you and they'll say that one time when you did that one thing and you had no idea about what was going on in my day. That's how we can see God display his control in relationships. It may not happen right now in the immediacy, but time and time again, Rebecca and I, when we said goodbye to our former ministry over a year ago, there were multiple people that came to us, approached us, and said, there was this one time you probably didn't realize it, but you said this or you did this, and it made the world to me. I had no idea. And that's a part of the not expecting anything in return, but you hope You hope that it does catch root and that people do appreciate it.
2: And in the meantime, while you're waiting for those friendships to come along, it's important to work on yourself and self-care. And and yeah, do some reading and spend some time in the Word and figure out what you need to do. To better yourself, because mm-hmm. we're always bettering ourselves and growing. Yeah. Um, this Mr. Miyagi lookalike on Cobra Ooh, Kai. Ooh, yes. Um, the other day, Jay West and I have really gotten into the Cobra Kai series. Hiya. And Daniel's son was walking <laughs> around along the beach, and he ran into this Mr. Miyagi-like person, and and the guy said, "Hey, if you've got something worth biting, eventually the fish will find you. Oh yeah. You just have to be patient.
1: What a quote." From the Miyagi look-alike, <laughs> which made you super excited. <laughs> it is such a Nathan random. Just totally it is it such me. a <laughs> random series. Like I cannot even believe that we're watching this, but it's kind of just developed this conversation of like interest. Like this is really it's, a unique. It's just
2: nostalgic. <laughs> it's because nostalgic. That's you the think word. Back to Karate Kid. It's growing we up, watched that it. when we were kids, and now Nathan's it's,
1: got no idea. <laughs>
2: it's Daniel and whatever the blonde kid's name. What is his name? I don't even know what his name is. Steve? The bully. I don't the think The bully it's Steve. from
1: <laughs> Anyway, Sensei something. I can't remember. Y'all are just listening and you're yelling at your radio because you're like, it's this name. I can't even think of it. Is it Johnny? Johnny. Sensei Johnny.
2: <laughs> anyway, it's really cool seeing that they're both grown up and like they both have sides of the story that you hadn't yeah. considered before. It's the perspective. Anyway, just give him something worth coming back for. Yeah,
1: I think also, I don't know, you tell me this. This is just part of my personality. This is you giving me some feedback. So let's say I get a card. I get a card of encouragement. Uh, someone sends a Starbucks gift card. Hey, this coffee's on me. Uh, do I, with my personality, do I also reciprocate a note, a phone call, a text to say, got your card? That was awesome. You rock. Thanks for making my day. And they include a selfie in there holding the card. Is that over the top? Overboard? Is that just a total J West?
2: Okay. <laughs> first of all, why are all your, your friends old? Because nobody writes cards anymore. No, no. people still Graham write Mars. cards.
0: But, but think about this, Rebecca, okay. because <laughs> cards are not as common. It's all that more special whenever you get one.
2: It is very special, but i See, Nathan you, gets it. I rarely receive a card, and if I do, it's going to be somebody who is of significant age. What is significant age? Like, they did not have the internet (laughs) around for 90% of their life. 90%? Are they
1: 120?
2: Are
0: they as old as America. Hey, 1776. <laughs> uh, <Yes.
1: laughs>
0: um, no, but J West, I would say that that is probably the best response.
1: Really?
2: Yeah. Over the top. No, I don't think it's sending over the, top. the selfie of you holding the card. Is I love over it. The top. No. No. Because really? yes, that's good.
1: That's I've never heard any feedback. From now making part. a Facebook post about it. Too no, much Too much. Because that's if I send uh, you a,
0: a, a gift, I'm, yeah. I'm sending it to you exactly. specifically. See,
1: that's good boundaries. That's right? really good.
0: Don't make this uh, uh don't don't make it look like I'm trying to bring more attention to how yeah. good of a person I am or yeah. anything like that. Like that's just between you and I.
1: That's good. That's good insight. I've seen some posts like that and I thought man, you just invited everyone into that moment that someone wanted. Thank to. you
2: cards are cool.
1: Yes. Yeah. Unless unless that's the it? person all you got?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you cards, really, Rebecca. Rebecca's, how old are you? You're gonna 80? get
1: lavished with cards now. It's Thank you
2: agree. cards are cool um i
0: (laughs) but uh, j west i will say um you were the first person i believe to ever like send follow-up texts and so like like even i I would just be over like hanging out or something and then go home and you would send like a follow-up text or something like that and i was like what the heck like yeah no it was cool i was just chilling like that's so weird but then over time i started expecting it and it (laughs) And then I start sending other people follow-up texts. <laughs> that's And then people awesome. are like, you're acting like Jay West. Right?
1: No. <laughs> Nathan's response, typical response. If I say something like, dude, it's totally awesome hanging with you tonight. I appreciate your encouragement. He's like, yeet. <laughs> 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 I know. Everything's good. It'd be just a yeah. simple one word. <laughs> Maybe that's another piece to this is that not expecting a lot. Maybe you get a response and you're like, wow, that wasn't really detailed. Maybe it doesn't need to be. I tell someone's going to communicate their appreciation of you. Maybe just yeet.
2: Being married to an over communicator, I will say that sometimes it feels as though it's a little too much.
1: Yeah. The sticky notes. the the lists. was just funny because you said you make lists. When do you make lists? Because usually, like, oh babe, God. you make you lists seen all the my time. No, I and see it. Journals? No, I know in your office you full on got lists. But like, then why are you
2: questioning my note taking? I see the
1: grocery list. I'm like, where's Rebecca's notes? Guys. Nothing. Zip. Oh nada. well, the grocery guys. list
2: I have memorized. That's in my head. And oh, it's I all in your head. I have proven that We time guys. and time again. I don't need a list. Hold on. You hold on. I don't need a list when I go We're to the grocery. So we can I've do marriage counseling In my head
0: In the show after the show I We don't have to do that now
2: List. What were we talking about again?
0: Not your dang <laughs> list We were talking about how to be a good friend Maybe you should
2: take some notes Oh Watch your husband This coming from the guy who never responds If <laughs> oh I send more gosh. than one text Oh my goodness You guys
0: pray for us Our friendship's going through a few bumps I use friendship very loosely there. Yeah.
2: Co-worker. Yeah. Our, <laughs> there
0: our, uh, yeah. We might not be co-workers for very long.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, Elvis is getting angry, so I think we should probably... He heard, he heard me yelling at you guys. I'm That's sorry. That's what it
2: was. Like, you guys. Like when you yell at his mom. Yeah.
1: I thoroughly enjoyed that segment. It was great. Yeah. I hope
0: that that kind of didn't get too gave political some, and no. gave people some insight. You know, something to keep in mind as we're going into the future. Yeah. Assuming there's a future and that everything doesn't crash in November, it's not going to crash in November. I read Revelations no. recently. There's so much stuff that's got to that go great. down. I know. Well, it's not great. I mean, it's pretty scary, actually. There's some great stuff that's that happens. I'm saying, but.
1: like, it's great in the sense that we have access to that and you yeah. able to read and just process. In it
0: fact, anybody, like. anybody who's worried about the future and like you're super skeptical about like the whole mark of the beast and everything like that just go read revelations Dude, it, it so literally incredible. gives you a timeline
1: yeah. or text nathan he would love to hear from you Dog. and have a dialogue i will
0: talk to you about revelation Was that cool i yeah. can't guarantee that i will know <laughs> what i'm talking about but we can discuss it did you say revelation or revelations revelation thank you i probably said revelations but no, i'm no, aware that. i'm revelation. pretty
1: sure i think a point of clarity is that let's just be clear Give me um, <laughs> show me what to do because i ain't got a clue Third Thank day. you, Third Day, Mac Powell. Yeah, what a guy. AKA country singer now. I think is he really? He sings some Tennessee song. It is so funny, not funny, but you know he's.
2: Thank you guys for joining us.
1: <laughs> that hey. has been another shock therapy in the you books. Guys. Fun
0: fact: there is a playlist on our SoundCloud. So if you want to just go through and get all uh, yeah uh, shock Therapied up, you can go through and listen to all of them. In series we
1: are grateful for you again like we said at the beginning of the show we do this for you and from you because the questions you submit and we're just so grateful for the relationship that we get to have with you so wherever you find yourself at today maybe feeling a little bit down or in the dumps just know that you got friends here at the vent lab and shock therapy we are grateful for uh you just spending time being a part and with that my name is nathan
2: and i'm rebecca We
1: out